Hello everyone, this is Erica Parker with Lyrical Innovations for Pinpoint Your Perspective podcast and today we have a great special guest in the studio with us today, Catherine Piscopo. She is author of The Loving and the Leaving and also her book Late July. So we have her in the, the studio today to discuss these beautiful books of poetry. And let me just tell you, they're amazing. I've read them myself. Great content um, and really relatable content that I think that anyone would enjoy. So you can find her books on Amazon and she's going to tell us some of the other places that you can go to find her books. So without further ado, Catherine Piscopo. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's an absolutely. honor. It's so fun. Yes, yes. Thanks for coming. So I just want to start off, I like to start every episode off with a sample of my guests work. Um, I have a few of them that I want to read but they're they're rather short so we'll go ahead and get into the content and then we'll have discussion from there. Does that sound good? I can't wait to see which ones you picked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The piano is a special place to me. You dance through my fingertips. You're in the same place as me. Did I bring you here or did you bring me? Outside this room it's quiet. The only thing I hear are the memories. I can't forget these sounds. The ones you generated and taught to me. My hands always know right where to go. You're alive in the keys because it's you who's playing, not me. The next one, these veins, these beauty marks, these wine-stained lips, these heavy hearts that carry the worry of our loved ones wherever we go. No one has more pride and honor to be who we are than us. Italia. Some days I notice clouds that carry rain, but I know those same clouds will soon part to the east and to the west, maybe even disappear altogether. We too are made of the very same essence. We can't carry rain for long. Impermanence. Every night I watch the sunset from the big picture window in my living room. I always try to capture a picture of it, but it never comes out quite as beautiful as it is in person, which reminds me to cherish the night like I should have done with you. Now I'm left with pictures, not as beautiful as you were in person, as I watch you walk away from my big picture window. I have shared with you four poems from The Loving and the Leaving by Catherine Piscopo, and now let's talk about it. So I think it's really cool to see kind of which ones resonate with different people. Yes. Um, and even some of those, so the last one that you read about um, watching you walk away from my big picture window, that was something kind of fictional that I wrote about and I would say mostly everything else is really, um, you know, directly from some kind of experience, but I just mm -hmm. was looking out the window one day, and so I do have this big picture window in my living room, and I always like to see the sunset and, and like, the colors that are outside, and I just kind of was inspired, so I wrote that one, and then... I can't believe that that was not an actual thing. I, I was just yeah. knew for sure that was an actual life circumstance or something that happened to you personally? So a lot of my um, writing is very much drawn from, you know, things that happen in my life and experiences that I had, but at the same time, 
it's kind of like this exaggerated version sometimes like when I talk about heartbreak or loss like you know it's this I kind of pull from this really deep place but maybe I don't necessarily have you know, it's it's kind of like a romanticized version, I guess Absolutely. I would say. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Um, and then the first one that you read about the piano, that was actually added in later. So I wrote this book um, back in August of 2017, and I went back and did like a second edition, and I added six more poems, and that piano one was oh, wow. one I added. And after I wrote it, I was like, oh, I wish I could have done this sooner. Like I wanted this to be in the book, so mm -hmm. yeah, I went back and did a second edition. Wow, to add that I one love in. that. I love that. I was Thanks. actually thinking about doing something very similar, and it's good to have that power to say, you know what, I'm going to do a second edition. Yeah, and I think being the first book that I've ever done, the first collection I've ever put together, mm -hmm. I just realized I'm not done, you know. Right. Like I, I keep writing, and in the beginning um, of my second book in late July, I have it here, so I'll actually read it because mm -hmm. it's a more <laughs> organized version of my thoughts. <laughs> But in the beginning, before I get into, like, the contents and stuff, I wrote, One day after publishing my first collection, The Loving and the Leaving, the day my first book sold, I wrote 15 more poems. I continue to tell my stories of love and heartbreak, along with personal realizations, feminism, and my absolute wonderment for my ancestors and the divine. There will always be a story inside. I encourage you to keep telling yours, too. Oh, my goodness. So I think that... It's really important to understand that you're never you're never done, you know? If you yeah. feel like you have a gift or a talent or a hobby, I don't even care if you're good at it, if right. you just like doing it, mm -hmm. I mean, I just think it's really important to kind of keep exploring that, and it was really cool for me to see the progression of my first book to my second book, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I wrote them within eight or ten months of each other. That was um, going to be my next question. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness, you've done these two wonderful works and you've created, not only have you assembled them and compiled them into a book, you've actually written them within that time yeah. frame. I mean, I could probably have three or four hundred poems that I can throw in a book and, and call myself, you know, oh, this is great, but you've actually written them in that time yeah. frame. So walk me through that. You know, what was your inspiration from going through, like, and writing these poems, these beautiful poems. So it's going to sound crazy, but I get these inspirations like in the middle of the night. So I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just think of, for example, in my first book, um, there are three chapters. Mm -hmm. So I divided it into three different parts. The first one's called Adam. The second one is called Roots. And the third is called The Rest. So I woke up in the middle of the night as I was you know, deciding, okay, I want to, I think I want to put this together as a book, and, and I just got this idea of the word art, mm -hmm. so A-R-T, Adam, Roots, and the rest. Oh, I love it. I just, I, something came over me, and I was like, that's really cool. Like, I just thought about wanting the chapters to spell art, oh my and goodness. the first chapter, just to get into um, the inspiration for that, I had a boyfriend pass away almost six years ago, and um, we weren't dating when we when he had passed away, but, you know, it's like my first love, and mm -hmm. um, so again, that's kind of where the, like, really romanticized version of my writing comes from, is definitely when I write about Adam, because he just touched me in such a way that I've never experienced with anybody else. I mean, even when we weren't dating we were just really close friends and I was really close with this family and, mm -hmm. and um, still am and I just was really touched by that experience especially the grieving and stuff after 
he was gone because you kind of wonder, oh, what would have happened if your first love was still alive? Right. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, in reality, I'm sure we would have been our separate ways, but we still would have continued to be friends. And, um, yeah, I think just the kind of tragedy, I always feel like... Um, like Edgar Allan Poe or like shake just this like <laughs> tragedy I'm like yes give me the heartbreak I don't know why but um but you know, it's very made emotional. for such good reading I mean I, I hate to say that like your heartbreak you know turned into great reading but I think that anyone can relate to what's yeah. in these pages because we've all gone through heartbreak we've all gone I mean it doesn't have to be romantic it could be any relationship so that's what I've found is really amazing I've given the book to uh, his family members and they just are just the sweetest people and they're so grateful to be like wow He's like memorialized in this way and remembered yeah. in this way and that's why I wanted to do it But even as you know a grandma she can She can relate to the words I wrote even though I was writing about a love and then I gave it to somebody I know whose brother died and She was just like I can't you know I can't believe that you wrote these things down I feel this way about my brother so it's been really special just to get um feedback from people and of course when I wrote it I wasn't thinking oh this is gonna this is gonna relate to people and help them heal and grieve but it has so even if it just helped one person I mean it really like touches my heart. So you were going through a self-therapy kind of process when you lost Adam and everything happened moving through it and through words is oh my goodness it saves you so much money because you don't have to go and sit on someone's couch <laughs> i mean you're really just kind of purging and and processing and moving through everything that you're experiencing at the time so when did you get to a point where you said you know what i've written this and you know i think it's pretty good but i think i might be able to help someone else where did what was that aha moment for you so what's interesting is that he died six years ago and i wrote Everything that I wrote in this book, maybe with the exception of three to four poems, I wrote, like, you know, a year prior. So it's not like I was writing at that time, um, but it's just kind of something I've always felt. And mm -hmm. I thought that after I wrote it, and once I saw it all come together, I was like, okay, this is my story. This is my experience with it. And I thought, like, okay, now I'm, I'm free to feel something else. But I realized with writing the second book that no, there's like so much more to write and it's kind of just always like a part of you because that happened to you. So, um, what was the original question? No, you, I, I think you, <laughs> I was like, I did I go off So this was mm. your process, so then when you got to the point where you said, okay, I can help someone else or someone may be able to relate. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I really am big into, okay, like astrology and stuff like that. I have an Aries moon, so I'm very much... If there's something I'm interested in, I'm going to do it. I am. Okay. I have tried ballet as an adult because I was like, I always wanted to do ballet. Ooh. Did that for a couple years, you know. I did. So all of these different things, um, I just kind of have this like life, like bucket list, you know. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, um, once I really, it's like you have to believe in yourself, you know. You really have to have to take away any self doubt. And and I'm also a yoga teacher, and I've been practicing yoga for years, and. I think that's one of the things that really removes that block of self-doubt because you're like, okay, who am I? What do I like to do? What, you know, what am I going to do? So either way, um, I just thought, oh, I always wanted to write a book. And I, mm -hmm. I actually kind of innately knew that from a young age that I just wanted like to be an author. I wanted to write a book, but I didn't consider myself a writer or a poet. And what? one day I just saw all, I just like would jot down these notes in my phone and I probably had like 200 notes of just 
writing things. I'm like, okay. So I thought of it more as like a bucket list thing. Mm -hmm. How cool would it be for my grandchildren one day to say, oh, my grandma wrote a book. Here it is. I just, I wanted a tangible copy of something I'd put together. Right. And once that thought came into my mind, like I said, I was waking up in the middle of the night with just these ideas on how to put it together. Right. What I wanted the cover to look like. I wrote on my vision board, um, maybe like three, four months prior to actually creating the book, um, what I wanted the cover to look like. And the right time, right place, I was able to get the photos for it. And yeah, so it was really kind of a, a divine thing that came together. Absolutely, I would say so. Yeah. Awesome. So what's next for you? Do you see yourself performing some of the poetry? Or, you know, that's a whole other step, I'm sure. But um, what do you see yourself as far as taking this to the next step? Well, I have to give you some praise and love for for giving me some really awesome ideas on ways to go about, you know, getting my work out there other than just, you know, social media and through my friends and family and maybe some clients at work that I talk about my writing with. Um, I would really like to perform. I think that would be awesome. Wow. It's I feels really special. I mean, I again, it's kind of like, oh, this is nerve-wracking, like I'm being really vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm putting myself out here and people are going to see my like heart, you know, and what I think. So, yeah, I think I would like to do that. Um, after The Loving and the Leaving, I published that in September of 2017. I published late July in July of 2018. So I have created two books in the last year and I already have an idea for the next one. So oh, I'm goodness. definitely working on that and it's all work in progress and that one's coming a little bit slower for me, I mm -hmm. will say, because it's, um, it's, it's more of a, I don't know how I say it, but basically, you know, I can, I put a lot of different subjects into both of my books, mm -hmm. but this one's a lot more, um, like, specialized, I guess, in the, mm -hmm. in the genre that I want it to be. So it's still poetry, still writing, but yeah, that will come at some point. Nice. So tell me about your, your perfect place to write or your perfect way to write. So for me, I like to go somewhere like a park or to some, just somewhere where I can sit and observe and just watch everything around me. And sometimes if someone walks by, I'll make up a story about what brought them to the park or, yeah. you know, if they have children, if they're newlyweds or whatever the case may be. So what is your ideal place? That's really special. I think um, because so many things are like personal experiences, whether exaggerated or romanticized or not, um, I... All of my writing is in my phone. Like, I, I've i tried to kind of, you know, carry a notebook around and that type of thing. But to me, I get, you know, an idea of something and I'll just start jotting notes down in my phone. And then I'll take that to my computer and then kind of put it in, like, a format or put it in, like, a different, you know, here's this subject, this subject, this subject, and just throw it wherever it belongs. Um, so where are you? Are you just, you know, maybe you're at a red light or maybe you're yes. like, uh, okay, so just yes. whenever the thought comes mm -hmm. to you, if it's the middle of the night, wherever you mm -hmm. are, you just text yourself and then, or put a note in and then yeah. you just kind of work it after that. Many times it's the middle of the night. Many times it's, um, in the morning when I'm meditating or mm -hmm. after I meditate, um, I have an altar with, you know, my ancestors, um, and a lot of special things from yoga on it. And I'll, I'll just sit in front of it and light a candle and just kind of pray and, and meditate and do that type of thing. So a lot of times just through that gratitude, mm -hmm. I'll write, you know, I, I do write a lot about my family and my heritage because that's 
a really integral part of who I am and, and my values. Um, but yeah, really random. Sometimes I'll hear like a lyric in a song and think, that's a cool word. I don't hear that word very often. And then I'll write something off of that word. But I, I try not to read poetry mm -hmm. when I'm writing because I don't really? want to accidentally like <laughs> take somebody else's like emotion. Yeah. I just want it, everything to be really pure and authentic. Um, that was going to be one of my next questions. Mm -hmm. Do you read poetry? <laughs> I read a lot of poetry. I mean, mm -hmm. I have so many favorite poets and that's why it's really cool that Oh, I wrote a book, so now I can consider myself, oh, I'm a poet, I'm a writer. Yes, um, because I just, like, these people are so, like, esteemed in my mind. Like, I'm talking people from Rumi and mm -hmm. Hafiz and Shams Tabrizi, um, yes. you know, like, these ancient Turkish poets I'm mm -hmm. obsessed with. So I love those. I love the, like, Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe kind of vibes. Um... And then I love, like, Lewis Carroll, mm. that Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is my yes. absolute favorite book. And I just think, like, these people who have written things so long ago and they're still relevant. And they're still relevant. Today, I mean, that's wild. So I think... I think your poetry will have the same effect. It's timeless. I, re I mean, yeah. hurt and pain and, and going through the process of grieving is a timeless thing. It doesn't yeah. matter you know, how far, how many more times this world spins, there's always going to be those things. So you're going to be helping people in future generations. So. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. But I could get that from your poetry. It's It's got such a classic kind of read to it. It's modern, but it has this classic kind of feel to it yeah. that I really connected with. Um, I wrote a book of poetry as well, and with my poetry, it was everything up until... I got pregnant with my son, so it was all, you know, my relationships and friendships, and then you mentioned the second edition, I thought, now I'm married, and I'm a mom, I have two kids, you know, so I think I'm going to definitely take a page from your book and maybe, you know, maybe do a second edition or do a spinoff of the original book, and I encourage anyone out there that's listening, that's a poet, that is looking at writing poetry, to definitely take a look at you know those options and reach out you know whether yeah. you want you want to follow Catherine what is your uh, your your handles on um, Instagram so, and so Facebook? I use Instagram to okay. um, post my poetry and it's Catherine dot Piscopo P I S C O P O um, so I just post everything there and right. I had like you know personal just like a personal Instagram and all that stuff but at one point I was like Oh, I just don't care. Like, I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be like, I need to post a picture of myself today. I don't right. know. So I just, I really, right. like, only post my writing. And it's kind of become a really special place for me to get, like, encouragement from people. And just, yeah, I hear mm -hmm. what people think. And, again, it's just encouraging to be, um, to keep being vulnerable, keep putting myself out there. Because if it's helping people, then, I mean, that's all I could ever ask for. But... I think you absolutely should do a second edition. I mean, we're always changing and growing as people, and yes. I'm really big on, I mean, I'm just a crazy perfectionist, so if I feel like something isn't exactly how I want it and it's out into the universe, I'm like, give me back. I need I to add more. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, and this is something that, you know, kind of gives your, your fans, because believe it or not, you do have some, um, a little bit of a, a, a deeper... Um, look into you and, and what it is that you do tell me this if you could do any other type of writing like fiction or you know uh inspirational motivational is there anything else that you would want to dip your toe in so to speak i am really big into self-help and 
you know, just kind of like the inspiration stuff. I mean, all of my books that I have at my house, if they're not yoga related, <laughs> which is also, you know, the, the kind of, um, personal development stuff, right. if it's not yoga related, it's not poetry. I mean, I don't even have one book of fiction. Like I just, that's just not what I read. Like right. everything is like Wayne Dyer and mm -hmm. all that's, you know, I, that, that genre for me, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is really huge. And I think it's really important to do self-study. Mm -hmm. So I think if anything else, I would probably talk about maybe, maybe like my personal experience with, you know, learning yoga and, and kind of coming into yourself and mm -hmm. maybe just what it's like to grow up as a female and mm -hmm. how to kind of navigate through this world of, you know, these men who try to put us into boxes and not even men, just people in general and, and um, maybe talk about your self-esteem and confidence mm -hmm. and where that comes from. Absolutely. Because that's really important to me. I saw this woman the other day, this intuitive woman, and she just goes, wow, a divine feminine is just pouring out of you. And I was like, yeah, because oh, yes. I feel so, like, <laughs> empower women, you know? Yes. I mean, we really need that, and I, mm -hmm. I do believe we are a minority in a lot of ways still that Absolutely. we need to... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. all about embracing that power within. And yeah. I think that you... I don't think you're done yet. I think you have some messages to get out there. And poetry is great, but, you know, I think that people of the world could really learn from your story and where you have come versus where you are because we're all evolving every Absolutely. day that we wake up it's a new day so awesome yeah. awesome anything else you want to share with us or anything we should know about miss Catherine piscopo oh my gosh i could talk to a wall like i could talk forever <laughs> um <laughs> i am just really grateful um to be able to have this voice um and you know for i i just i have this like absolute wonderment for my ancestors and and their journey to America from Italy and, and me being able to have the life that I have today just because they chose to make really hard decisions and yes. sacrifice a lot. And so I just feel really grateful to be able to do what I get to do. And other than the writing, just, you know, helping people. And I think we all need to do that. Just Absolutely. Letting, letting God's work flow through you and whatever that means to you because everybody obviously has a different set of skills. Mm -hmm. and embracing them and knowing what we were put on this earth to do yeah yeah so thank you for taking that step out on faith and, and putting these books out there I'm hearing some really good feedback from people that have read it and it seems like it's really been you know an opportunity for you to create a platform and I'm just going to stand back and, and watch you shine because I know that big things are coming for you thank so. you and you know it's fun like it's just fun I think my biggest um, my best friend the other the other week she turned thirty and she said I don't want any gifts mm -hmm. I want you to give me a piece of life advice for my thirties she's like Ooh. I just want a piece of advice whatever you think so then here's me all these poetry books all these self help <laughs> books I'm like what what quote could I ever choose and right. I just thought gosh like life is just so not serious just. Just have fun. Just you know? have fun. Yeah. It's too short anyway. It so is. you might as well have Absolutely. some fun while you're doing it, right? And not get hung up on the small stuff because it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme Just of things. Just laugh. I mean, it's, you know, it's your well-being. Yes. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming and joining us. You're always welcome to come back. Thank you. Especially when you come up with that third book. And yes. And we'll be definitely <laughs> excited to hear more about that. And to you listening out there, please tune in. Um, we're going to have podcasts every week. And... Thanks for listening.
Take care.